had my microphone off. Now is it working? Yeah, now it's working. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I turned the volume down because of the feedback. I forgot. But anyways, the beginning of last podcast probably sounded a little bit rough because of <laughs> your laptop overheating and making the... It sounded like a jet airplane. Turns out... <laughs> I had the brilliant, brilliant idea, because I'm a genius, to maybe shut off some of the programs, quit some of your programs, close some of your tabs, and now it's it's not making it's a not single making noise. noise at all. Your computer was just like, please, Toontown was the culprit. Please help me. God. Well, well. hopefully this one will sound better. Yes. Evan. Speak of the devil. Is that how we're going to say it from now on? Yeah. Speak of the devil. Uh, okay, so this is episode six. We are we watched As Above, So Below, a horror film that was made, or not made, but it released in 2007, 2014. Not 2017. Mm-hmm. 2014. It is directed by John Eric Dowdle. Dowdle? Again? You should probably look we up never know how to say anyone's names. We do this. Um, I thought it would be interesting because a lot of horror movies have like semi... A lot of horror movies don't have big budgets as we've mm-hmm. seen from several of the horror movies that we've watched already. They don't have big budgets. So I think it'd be interesting to see the budget and how much they ended up making in the box office. Mm-hmm. So the budget for this movie was a whopping $5 million. Mm-hmm. And in the box office, how much do you think it made? I'm going to say probably not that much because, and my reasoning is I don't remember hearing about this movie ever. In 2014? When it came out. It made $41.9 million. Oh, okay. So it made its money back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is starring Perdita Weeks, who plays Scarlet, mm-hmm. Ben Feldman, who I think plays George, mm-hmm. and Edwin Hodge is another one, who I think he's the one who plays, if I can just pull this up really quick, Benji. Francois Civil plays Papillon. Marianne Lambert plays Suxi. And then we have Ali Marhiar, Marier, Zed, and Cosme Castro plays the infamous La Taupe. Nice. Uh, the ratings for this, it got a 6.2 on IMDb out of 10. And this one was a little shocking to me. It's 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. See, I don't understand Rotten Tomatoes. Is that good or bad? That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was Rotten good. Tomatoes, you have to think of it as like a test score. Okay. So 27%. That's bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I and then it. Letterboxd, because I love me a good Letterboxd, mm-hmm. it is a 3.1 out of 5 stars. So just kind of yeah, a little fair. and over middle yeah. ground. I liked it. We, we had seen this once before. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I just wasn't paying attention the first time because I really liked it the second time around. Yeah, it's it's really good. I think the only parts... I mean, it's a horror movie. So, you know, mm-hmm. storyline. Whatever. Uh, it's a good story. I just think sometimes it's kind of like... A, it reminds me a lot, and I've wrote, I 
wrote it down several times that it's like a Nicolas Cage like national Mm -hmm. treasure type movie where like he has like lime like he rubs a lemon and then like does the hair dryer on the back of the Declaration of Independence and then there's a map (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know yeah there's definitely an an action element which I think is oh yeah I think is cool it's a it's a little different and it's it's the you know found footage which which I love Mm -hmm. um this um I think it's I don't know if it it's the only but it is the first um filming that was allowed they filmed this in the actual catacombs okay yeah so Mm -hmm. this is I don't know if it's the only because there might have been something after them that's been filmed under there Mm -hmm. but it is the first time that they uh party has allowed filming in their catacombs and it pays off it's really cool yeah it is really cool at first when I was watching it I was like how did they get the like is this a set that they built? Built like did they make actual like catacomb replicas? Mm-hmm. But no, they're actually in the catacombs, so that's yeah. pretty sick. Um, do you have a Kayla's question? I do have a Kayla's question. Okay. If you could have one thing, but you had to go on like a super treacherous journey to find it, right? Like if there's one thing you could have, but you had to go to the ends of the earth to get it, what would that thing be? Um. Like, in other words, what is your philosopher's stone? Um, God, I don't know. I don't think this, like, journey in the catacombs and being super claustrophobic and everything is, is terrible. Yeah. That's terrible to me. And so I would say that to do something similar to this, it would have to be something that was, like, me and everyone that I knew and loved and cared about would live forever health, like and be healthy or mm. something or like live long and healthy lives because there are some things I'm like I don't know if I want to live forever yeah but live long healthy lives you mm-hmm. know something like that because I don't think anything else is really worth it <laughs> or maybe like something that like guarantees like world peace yeah. and end all suffering you know what I mean yeah not to be like dramatic yeah but I think that's what it would have to be because I'm kind of lazy. Yeah, that's more thoughtful than What me. were you going to say? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I immediately was like, what can I gain from this? So I definitely. Like a bunch of money. <laughs> I definitely. I get to switch I mean, places with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I mean, I think this specific um sort of journey that we see in this movie in the catacombs specifically caving and a lot of kind of spelunking yeah like underwater type there's nothing in the world that could make me do that no um so i guess it would depend on what the specific journey was what if you had to like climb out up mount everest or something i mean i i couldn't physically climb up mount everest Mm. that's um if it were something that was actually doable just really really hard and not completely terrifying Um, I think I would do it for perfect mental health for the rest of my life. Mm. That's my final offer. That's a good one. So before we get into it, I would say that this would be, I don't know, I could be just talking on my ass, but it's made by Universe, or whatever, Universal Mm -hmm. uh, helped produce this film or whatever. Um... And I don't know if this has been, because this was 2014, this was before I was really, like, 
I went into like I got I went to horror nights and things like that Mm -hmm. but this would have been a great maze at Halloween Horror Nights yeah and it's so easy it's already a maze Mm -hmm. maybe they've already done it and I'm just stupid but that would have been a that's a great they should still do it yeah I mean I don't know but that would be cool Mm -hmm. um yeah well I mean let's get into it um I will start by saying that I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. But by what the end of this, What bias do you have? I was not a Scarlet fan by the end of this. No, Scarlet kind of sucks. I was at the beginning, but I wrote down a lot of really sassy comments towards the end about Scarlet. So, I'm going to I'm going to still try to tell the story as as No, Scarlet sucks ass. Scarlet was a piece of work. Um, but here's the thing. We start out and Scarlet is this like super smart, um, She's like, I speak really... some, I speak six languages <laughs> yeah, and two, two dead ones. And, like, and shut up. No, I love that. I, at first I was like, this girl is sick because we love an educated woman. We love a strong do it yourself kind of girl. Mm-hmm. But then she just became too much for me. Um Well, at first you got to get that it has that vibe of like like a CNN journalist, mm-hmm. like a wartime journalist that's yeah, like she going Yeah, she seems super cool. The, yeah, like that seems sick. Yeah, but then but then later I think she makes some choices that are just not good choices and yeah. especially I think when she starts to put other people in danger, but we'll talk about that later. Um, she is in Iran. Is that where she, she was? Yeah, she was in Iran. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where we open. That's where the movie opens. Mm-hmm. And there's these caves. They're going to be destroyed. But Scarlet thinks that they're a vital piece of history. So she's, she's there. She's gone. Um, she's filming herself. And that's how we, we start out with this found mm-hmm. footage. Um, and she is going into the caves because she thinks she's going to find this vital piece Pieces. of history that's very important yeah. there's this guy reza who's helping her but there's a lot of people guarding the area it's, it's like a very secure they're about situation. to blow them up they're about to blow reason. them up mm-hmm. and she ends up breaking into this kind of secret tavern and they find this weird statue this giant i was like it's that bull yeah <laughs> what is that in chicago where or new york I don't where know. is that bull sta- i don't know whatever that the raging bull it's just that bull's sculpture down there yeah and she it has the script all over it though yeah. and she calls it the rose key which is where we learn it's the rosetta stone essentially um yeah and it's it's helping her translate she says that her father searched his entire life for it and meanwhile the clock is ticking so reza's like we gotta get out of here and scarlet's like actually i will be staying um and he's like she needs to get she needs to scan it all yeah so she needs to yeah she needs to get all of this information down and he's like um i have a family so i'm out of here he pieces out Mm -hmm. and then we have this sort of quick action moment where she is getting out like in the nick of time she has this what i think is a vision of a of a man hanging um Mm -hmm. from from the top of the caves um yeah and we hear this huge explosion she's getting tossed around and stuff and she just barely gets away in the nick of time as they're blowing these caves up with Reza's help i wanted to say that like the hole to get into the caves was in someone's house i think it was reza's house 
how are they just blowing up all these caves that are attached to someone's like people's (laughs) houses i don't know how does that work yeah, I, they might not have thought that through that well. But They're like, oh shit, why is the whole... So that's kind of this opening scene that, to be honest, was confusing for me at first. It almost lost me within the first five minutes. Um, but then we actually start to meet characters. So we've got Benji, the cameraman. He's interviewing Scarlett for a documentary that they're making. Scarlet is super smart. She's got a lot of degrees. She knows a lot of languages. But Scarlet's saying how they're looking for this Philosopher's Stone. It's originally discovered by Nicholas Flamel. Well, he's the one who made it or something. Oh, like he that. made it. Yeah. Okay. So it was made by then by Nicholas Flamel. And it's supposed to give eternal life and, and wealth, basically, in the form of silver and gold. Yeah. And... This kind of, the scene where it's kind of like documentary style, we find out the cameraman, who is Benji, Mm -hmm. is recording her, and she's telling her story about how her father was, did all this research, was searching for all these things, and now she's kind of trying to prove that he wasn't crazy. Mm -hmm. And that gave me, that story kind of gave me, like, Atlantis vibes. I don't think you've seen, actually watched Atlantis. Mm -hmm. I put it on, and I don't think you watched it. Um... But it gives, like, Atlantis vibes where I think his name's Milo. He's mm-hmm. searching for the lost city of Atlantis, and his father did all this research, and now he – and everyone thought he – he and his father were crazy, mm-hmm. and now he's, like, taking up his research to yeah. find the lost city of Atlantis. I think this is a fairly common theme that we see yeah. in, in movies where it's the child taking up the yeah. mother or father's work. And I think especially because her father killed himself, mm-hmm. and which she states, this is the moment that she right. states straight up that he had killed himself, mm-hmm. that, um, does she say hung himself? I think she says, no, I think she, she says, says committed suicide. Committed suicide. Yeah. And, like, people already thought he was crazy, believing mm-hmm. that there was an actual philosopher's stone, and then he kills himself, mm-hmm. and she, um... I think it's a lot of pressure and she yeah. you know as a child does a child you typically believes that their parents can do no wrong and of course mm-hmm. they don't want their parents to have this reputation of being a crazy like scavenger yeah. hunter type deal yeah. um every time they said philosopher's stone i thought of harry potter yeah me too <laughs> because and i think i saw this on like a tiktok or something mm-hmm. or maybe on twitter about how it's supposed to be Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or something. Oh, okay. But then uh, I think in, like, America they changed, like, they changed it to the Philosopher's Stone for whatever. Or it's, like, vice versa. Like, in Harry Potter, like, in, like, the UK, like, everywhere else but America pretty much, it's Philosopher's mm-hmm. Stone and then America they changed it to Sorcerer's Stone or vice versa. That is interesting. Which I never realized. I think a lot of people thought it was like a Mandela effect type deal, but mm-hmm. I think it's because it's different. They have different names in different parts of the world, which is every time they say Philosopher's Stone, I think of Harry Potter. That's interesting. I didn't know that little bit of Harry Potter lore. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I mean, Scarlet is explaining that this rose key is kind of like the rosetta stone basically to finding the philosopher to finding the philosopher's stone so next we meet george 
who is repairing a church bell clock. Uh, first of all, <laughs> she breaks into this church. Right. And, and he's just in there fixing it. And I was like, Scarlett is literally a white woman who does not give a fuck. She's yeah. like, I don't care that this like ancient church in <laughs> Paris, like I'm going to break down the door. And then she climbs up to the top of like the bell tower of this church mm-hmm. and i was like okay is george the hunchback of notre dame like why is he up here yeah the, it was an interesting um sort of reveal of his character i'm not sure why they chose that setting but that's fine um i did initially say here that i thought george was kind of a buzzkill, but i changed my mind on him later well you kind of get that sense because you don't really know scarlet that much yeah you kind of get the sense that she's like to willing her. to do whatever because yeah. she breaks in this church she goes mm-hmm. down in those caves she doesn't give a fuck that they're about to be blown up but yeah. then after a while you're like oh okay scarlet like <laughs> that's enough and george it seems like they've known each other for a while it seems they have some sort of like romantic relationship well, going on maybe possibly yeah so i looked i looked in um i did um read some of the wikipedia page and then i also googled it um Mm -hmm. and it said that george is scarlet's ex which i don't know how we were supposed to know that but yeah i don't know they there's this story that they allude to in this meeting of george and then Mm -hmm. also a little bit later where they were in turkey together they end up in a turkish prison but you wouldn't necessarily i'm like i'm the type of person when i'm watching the movie i think i've said this before i need for it to be like hey scarlet isn't that your ex george (laughs) i'm stupid so i need them to say it there's another i kind of figured that there was something going on but i wouldn't like go so far as to say ex because they never really mentioned it but you they end up in a turkish prison or whatever and she basically yeah. leaves him there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they never had talked again up until that point. Right. When they were Which meeting is unfortunate, in the church. Because now she's asking him for a favor. Yeah. Um, but she, it, you know, she needs him. And also, I want to say, I know this guy. He's from, I mean, not personally, but. He's like, from- <laughs> you do? You know George? <laughs> he's from, uh, he's from um, Superstore. I oh, love that show. Yeah, this is Ben Feldman, and he's in Superstore, and I can't remember his character name because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I want to say Jonah, but that could be wrong. Um, and it's a, a great show, so plug for Superstore. Yeah, and it's, Superstore needs a plug from us. Yeah, and it's very different from this movie, so I was kind of surprised. And I was trying to think back, and the first time we saw this movie, I definitely would have already seen Superstore, but I don't mm. remember connecting the dots so maybe i mean maybe i did and i just forgot yeah but but yeah so george is mad at scarlet because she gets him into trouble they had this um instance at in turkey where she just left him in a prison there Um, but scarlet needs his help translating the um, aramaic Mm -hmm. from the rose key and george says yes but he's also not super thrilled about it he's He's, like fine i will help you translate and then that is it it. Mm mm-hmm and so then they have to go see another artifact to help them translate or something like that because <laughs> they're doing a translation of a translation or whatever yeah i will say at a certain point i just gave up on the translating and the words it was it yeah got... <laughs> I, I was like I, I just assumed like it could have been there could have been five million plot holes in this story oh, yeah. in regards to the known. translations and things and i would have been like i don't care they said at the very beginning that scarlet knows how to speak basically every language in existence and the one right. that she doesn't know george knows so i believe them right so whatever and i think i i'm 
I'm generally I'm too simple-minded to appreciate that kind of thing in movies but I will say if it all adds up and everything like the research that must have gone into this is mm-hmm. a lot so I well, really think that's cool so I want to I'll say this at the end because mm-hmm. a lot of what I have to kind of break down what I want to break down has a lot of spoilers mm-hmm. and we want to spoil this in chronological order okay, okay. We'll keep but going. um this movie has is very inspired by Dante's Inferno okay, very yeah, much that so makes sense. yeah and the nine circles of hell mm-hmm. part of me is like we should watch this again to like get the like watch them go through because every time they descend they're going into another mm-hmm. uh, circle of hell oh okay that makes sense so yeah. um it's it has a lot of correlation to dante's inferno mm-hmm. and at the end i think i'll do an overview of how it co- correlates with dante's inferno yeah but it is like a very like there is a lot in it that yeah. is yeah it's not just like a scary movie that's mm-hmm. like ah there's yeah. a killer on the loose or whatever there's a lot of research about like histories of like alchemy and then dante's inferno mm-hmm. the layers of hell like religious things stuff like that um and it's so it makes it really interesting but it also sometimes is like oh my god like yeah i'm just i'm too scared to understand what the hell you guys are saying <laughs> so they're working on decoding it and i will say i at this point i i decided i wanted to do my google of the movie and mm-hmm. um take a look at the at google's most commonly asked questions or google suggested Mm -hmm. questions i didn't get very many this time there weren't very many interesting ones but one i liked was who was the creepy girl in as above so below the creepy girl there's a there's a num there's i i think i think they're referring to those singing ladies women Uh uh-huh um but I thought that was kind of funny because I wasn't sure what. Out of all of the characters, to. they were like. That was, and this is my favorite. And this is, I, I'm telling you, every single movie we've done so far, there's some variation of this question. Is it based on a true story or something? Yeah, this question concerns me. They said, "Is as above, so below real?" And I don't know. There's a lot of layer. There's a lot of potential layers, right? Mm-hmm. They could be asking if it's actual found footage, which if they're asking that, I'm concerned. Um, they could be asking if it's based off of a true story, which if that's the case, I'm also concerned. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they could be asking, like, I, if, if they're, if it's really, like, if the catacombs are really hell. I, I don't know what that question <laughs> entails. I feel like those questions have to be, like, kids. They must be, right? That they don't see, know. I would like to put my faith in humanity and say that <laughs> it is, ki- like, at least for this type of movie yeah, or, yeah. like, the crazy type of movies that we've seen, I feel like it's it has to be kids. That's the only ex- that explanation like, that makes sense. Uh, that are, like... <laughs> but it reminds me of whoever asked... Um, is the purge does this purge purge still happen yeah (laughs) yeah but Um, this scene where she first of all (laughs) they take this artifact off the wall in a museum of some sort that they're in Mm -hmm. and they just take it it just comes off the wall and i was like (laughs) i don't think it should be that easy no and then she does this crazy like this is a very like national treasure book of secrets type like scene where she take mixes a bunch of chemicals lights it on fire and then there's like a key on the back yeah and yeah it's and well they they end up figuring out that 700 or i'm sorry 370 feet below the earth is where 
they're going to find this stone. Uh-huh. So they're like, we need to go into the catacombs. And Scarlet, of course, is totally down. Yeah. I said George is like, no, because, again, he's a buzzkill. But I I take that. I want to take that back because no. I changed my mind. Uh-uh. Um, but they go, this is, I love this. They go on this tour of the catacombs, uh-huh. like a guided tour. I don't know yeah. what they think is going to happen on this guided tour. I think they're just getting a sense of it. I hope I so. Think. But Scarlet's like falling behind the group and like the tour guide is not having it. She's yeah. like, keep up. And then there's, they're like talking about a strategy of like how they can navigate where they exactly need to go. And because mm-hmm. there's like a tunnel that's supposed to be there that's not there stuff like that and there's just some guy fucking chilling mm-hmm. that's like you need to talk to papillon yeah and, and i was I will- like who the hell just hangs out in mass graves in paris for okay, fun so i will i will speak more on that later put a pin in that because you think I, it's la taupe no so i found fa- i found something out that i don't oh. know how the hell we were supposed to know this again but okay but i i will i will loop back around to that okay um so they go to this really weird party. Like it's, it's a club. They go to a club. But it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's like it reminds it gives me the vibe of a Halloween party. The music is weird. The people are dancing weird. Maybe it's just because it, it's not an American party. I don't it's know. It's a petty party. <laughs> I don't know. It's very strange to me. It was yeah. very weird. Um But they they find um Papillon. 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 Um Scarlet is like hey this is what's up and papillon agrees to go if he can have a share of the treasure yeah but at first he's like there's no way that that's down there because i guess he spends a lot of time time exploring but the thing is is that like a lot of people go like spelunking a Mm -hmm. lot of people go like hiking up caverns and caves and shit so it's not not weird weird. because i like if there were catacombs like under where we are then i feel like people would also go in there all the time like, it's an urban exploring no, type deal. Yeah, you know? it doesn't seem like a strange thing off the bat. No. Um, that he's, like, the neighborhood tour guide of the catacombs. Yeah. But um, George, at this point, is still like, no, I'm not going. And at this point, I would have peaced out if I were George. But mm-hmm. when they meet up the next day, um, George is still there. Mm-hmm. And Papillon is there. He brings his girlfriend, Suxi, and his friend, Zed. Mm-hmm. And then Benji is still filming. So he's still there. We just don't see him. Yeah, we don't much. really see him yet. Um, Suxi is explaining that this is basically a terrible idea. And Zed is being really cryptic about a scar that Papillon has on his hand. Yeah, I was this gonna, is important. I had uh, written down that uh, Papillon has a nasty burn that no one really knows anything about. And then mm-hmm. they like bring up, like, hey, what's that scar? And then Zed is like, no one talks about He doesn't yeah, ever they, talk about what that yeah, uh, like scar it. is from. Um... But they they go they're kind of walking through these tunnels that are not they're not tunnels um, in the ground they're just sort of like, like they're these, like underpasses yeah, sewer like, type mm, deal yeah and they're graffitied we see um, Papillon put his little mark on it his path mm-hmm. with a circle around it mm-hmm. um, and he's he's putting his little um, it, I mean it's kind of, it's creepy like the, he, you know it's it's a tunnel and there's a lot of graffiti it's a yeah. place I wouldn't hang out no um, but it's this where it's not scary yet. Mm-mm. And they're just kind of walking. George is coming along. He's still being very adamant that he's not coming with them. He's just going to walk them to the entrance Mm -hmm. and then say goodbye. And that's it. Yeah. He doesn't. Everyone keeps asking him, do you want a setup? Do you want a backpack? Do you want a headlamp? Do you want Mm -hmm. boots? Do you want these? And he's like, no, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. I am not coming with you. No. Yeah. He's putting his foot down. And I love mm -hmm. that for him. 
and but they come they come upon this secret entrance Mm -hmm. and for me this is already where i tap out my claustrophobia could not handle it's this tiny little crack in the wall and they're about to go down george is still not gonna go but they just out of nowhere they get their shit rocked that policeman (laughs) is a demon (laughs) he just comes out of nowhere he comes running yeah Um, he's a d Amen. It's like a jump scare. Just out of nowhere, this policeman just runs Takes his out. job way too seriously. <laughs> yeah. And attacks them. Like, jumps on them. Like, is really... Yeah. Um, so they yeah. all uh, have to run into the crevice. They mm-hmm. all get in there. Papillon has smoke bombs. So mm-hmm. they're throwing them at him to kind mm-hmm. of smoke them out. And turns out George has to come now. Because yeah. George is in. <laughs> George is in. Um, and I said, I said the entire group slips away into the catacombs, including George. So that's going to suck for him when he dies. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, we uh, everyone gets has headlamps. So Benji has installed mm-hmm. tiny cameras in the headlamps. So now we're kind of getting more mm-hmm. angles. We get to see Benji now. Yeah. Um, and we find out George, after he enters the catacombs unwillingly... <laughs> Uh, he kind of starts to have a little bit of a panic attack mm-hmm. at first. He gets through it. He's strong. But uh, Scarlet kind of shares with Benji and everyone else as to why he was very adamant about not coming. This is the moment that I was like, Scarlet really fucking this sucks. Is, yeah. This is when I is switched to Team George's George. little brother mm-hmm. had died in a cave. Yeah. Drowned. Mm-hmm. This is this is where I switched to Team George. Scarlet knew this mm-hmm. and was still every second being like you're coming in you're coming Mm -hmm. in you're Mm -hmm. coming in i don't know how george didn't look at her in the face and be like fuck you i'm not coming in this cave yeah i mean she knew and then also she trauma dumps for him yeah on his behalf yeah to everyone yeah he obviously doesn't want to talk about it i feel like it would have been really if george wanted people to know it would have been really easy for him to look at everyone and be like hey uh my brother actually not even have to say specifics he could have Mm -hmm. said i had a really traumatic experience in a cave at one point and i really don't want to go in and guess what everyone probably would have been like oh okay man don't worry about it yeah but no scarlet rides his ass the entire time and then once he's in there having a panic attack she tells everyone all of his business (laughs) and then continues to be like you okay? You good, George? You yeah. good? Come on, we gotta get going, George. Let's yeah. go. Put the headlamp on. Let's go. Buckle up. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up, Scarlet. But they're moving through the caves, and this is honestly nauseating. I am way oh, no. too claustrophobic for this. It's really, and this isn't even the worst part yet, uh-uh. but it's really, the scenes are difficult to watch because yeah. they're, I mean, it's really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, they come upon this weird like choir of Cult. singing ghosts and I was like okay so they have and like Pepion says that it's kind of like normal that right. like there are these weird people that like have this religious experience in the catacombs and I'm like okay like I guess that kind of, like there are people where I used to live it was near where the Manson uh, caves are like mm-hmm. the like the farm mm-hmm. the hills near there where he like buried bodies mm-hmm. um i don't think they're still there maybe i don't know and it's also like rumored whatever but if you go hiking because a lot of like it's a popular hiking trail when people go hiking up there there are people who are like manson like diehard cult manson supporters and they it's weird so like this doesn't seem like very weird it's like it's the catacombs but what is weird is that like okay you guys tried to get in there 
and you got almost decapitated by that crazy ass police officer but these naked ass ladies can come down here no problem fully body painted and they're just having a good old seance down here no problem yeah well that was what i said i mean it's a cult and at first i wasn't clear if it was real or if it was a vision but they were real and or i mean i'm I'm assuming they were real but yeah i that i said the same thing none of them seem that concerned which regardless of whether it's a vision or real i would be a little concerned i think they're all kind of when they see that they're like what the fuck but then because papillon who's been there several times is like yeah like people kind of like are weird about the catacombs so they come down and they do this mm-hmm. they're like oh okay like obviously it's still yeah. weird but because papillon is their like tour guide they're like oh okay yeah and Scarlet is so freaking stubborn. She's insisting that they go a certain way. A shortcut. Um, but Papillon is like, no. He says that his friend, the mole, um, used to live down there. And he went through that passage that Scarlet wants to yeah. go to. And he was never heard from again. So it's not a good place. Yeah. They don't go there. They don't know what exists in there. So they, they, they just don't, know they it's don't bad. bother with it. Yeah. So they're going through these like tiny little holes and there's barely any room for them to move again nauseating Mm -hmm. and benji kind of starts losing his mind because he's hearing these cultists singing and he's starting to panic he's starting to hyper yeah he's in a really tight spot but first of all these people don't really know how to crawl through a tiny space i mean because they're like they're like sideways they're making themselves as wide as they possibly can when you need to be flat yeah you need to army crawl Mm -hmm. you need to be flat and wiggle your way through and they're not doing that yeah and benji gets stuck he starts to have a panic attack um and benji is pissed yeah and so would i be because scarlet Mm -hmm. is in front of him constantly won't stop talking and you and i both have anxiety you and i have both experienced panic attacks Mm -hmm. And, like, if you're having a panic attack, like, if we're, like, at Disneyland and mm-hmm. you're having a full-blown panic attack and I'm just telling you, we got to keep walking. <laughs> yeah. We have a fast pass for Splash Mountain <laughs> in five minutes. We got to keep going. Come on. Yeah. Keep going. Come yeah. on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You'd probably have a mental fucking breakdown. Yeah. And that is what Scarlett is doing to Benji. She's like, you need to move forward. You need to move forward. She's in front of him. He can't move forward because she's in front of him and he's she's not moving. And he's like, you need to fucking move. He's like, Scarlet, move out of the fucking way. Move right now. I'm going to fucking, like, go insane. Move. And she doesn't. And eventually, Benji gets out. Yeah, well, they come back around, but... Or they, they come out of the tunnel that they were going through out of the hole, but they see that they have come back around to the closed forbidden entrance mm-hmm. um so this is already not looking fantastic and and papillon is now starting to panic a little bit because he's like that's not that's well, a everyone's line. panicking right but ben, because papillon is panicking and they are lost but you don't i mean papillon panicking i think is the is the most concerning part because, because he's you the know, pro right you don't want to see the guy who's supposed to know the most start to panic mm-hmm um so they they do end up breaking into this tunnel because they're like well i guess i don't know where else we're gonna go Mm -hmm. and they see the pop graffiti tag that papillon's been tagging everywhere they're like you've been here before (laughs) they're like you liar you have been here before and you have been through this cave you have been that wasn't me Mm -hmm. um so they're all kind of freaking out um but they eventually just keep walking because they're like whatever we're here and they hear a phone ringing which is terrifying. 
Yeah. That's not they what you say want to hear. there were phone lines down there before, mm-hmm. but they were but all taken not, out. Yeah. They've taken all the equipment mm-hmm. out. There's nothing down here. They keep walking towards the phone ringing and they see a piano. And we find out that George has fond memories of a piano that looked just like this mm-hmm. one. And it had a messed up key, just one messed up key. And he and his brother could never finish the song that they were playing because he. And I have this, well, I have this thing. Don't touch it. Don't, <laughs> no, touch, don't touch the it. piano. Don't touch it. No, that's that's like, exactly what you don't do. There's a, like, I don't know why it's a thing, but it's a thing where, like, if there's something creepy and it's off, it. you, you don't, don't touch, it. touch it. No. Because, and he touches it. Yeah. He starts playing the, the song that he was talking about, tries to hit the last note, and the key is stuck. Yep. And he's of like, course. what the fuck is happening? Like, why? This is crazy. Yeah. And then the phone starts ringing again. They keep moving forward. Well, Scarlet is at a full sprint. Yeah, Scarlet is the running. Phone. Which, why? you don't run ahead of the group. No, and everyone's trying to run after her. Everyone's just like, whoa, Scarlet, fucking slow down. Speed racer through all this. <laughs> and well, they- she picks up <laughs> the phone. Why would you do that? There's no, There's no reason why you need to do that. She doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. but you hear a man on the other end of the line saying, I don't remember exactly what he had said. He's, say, he's, he's asking why she won't talk to him. Yeah. Um, and she kind of starts to freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have very long to think about that because this guy just appears. And we find out it's Le Taupe. But he goes, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. And it's the taupe. It's the moon. And he looks real weird. He's not looking great. He looks possessed. Yeah. And um, he leads them basically to a well. They follow him. Why would you follow follow him? him? Also, why is no one questioning the fact that Latope has supposedly been gone for two years and he's still alive? And they're like, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, Latope. Like, how you been, my guy? <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. They did say that he lived down there. Yeah, but they hadn't, so, I guess. Uh, yeah, But he also, know. like, looks visibly weird. Unless Latope looked like that before. He doesn't look great. And why, you don't, if you're in a creepy, they're already creeped out. There's already very clearly scary things that are happening. You don't follow a deranged man who just shows up and Who's claims been... to be your your dead friend. You don't do that. That's not a good idea. Yeah. So um, um, they are, he leads them to a well and basically tells them, hey, go down that. And I they said, do. I said, like, I'm, I'm sorry. What are they supposed to do with this? Like, he just, he brings them to this well. And he's, he's like, like, here you go. <laughs> go on down there. <laughs> um, and, of course, they, they start descending because fucking Scarlet decides that the chamber is down there. Mm-hmm. But as they're going down, Benji's clip breaks. And he starts to slide down the rope, which injures his hand. So he's Gets bleeding. Gets a nasty-ass rope burn because he sucks at this. So we've already got... I mean, this is not looking great. No, we've already you turn got back. Singing, turn back. Yeah, singing cultists. We've got... We've already got one injury. Grand piano, telephone, man. and now yeah. Latope is actually alive. Um, Yeah, it doesn't look good. But they, they do find this script in the wall they're working on translating it they're solving all the riddles um we've got we get another kind of natural national treasure type scene where yeah. they're decoding um but they end up revealing this sort of like 
I said a magical entrance. I'm sure it's not actually magical, uh-huh. but to me it was magical because this giant rock just rolls out of the way. Mm-hmm. Gave me very like Indiana Jones kind of vibes. Yeah. And um is this where it says This is the tomb. The tomb, mm-hmm. right. So it leads them to a tomb. And this is amazing to me because they're just standing in front of this dead man. And but wait, before that, mm-hmm. there was like this weird audio trip thing that they were having where everything was like really muffled. There was like this buzzing sound. And then we also get a glimpse of a little boy mm-hmm. that could be George's little brother. Could be. Maybe. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, the scene where they're like trying to get into the this like grave tomb area, Scarlet seems fucking insane. <laughs> like just like like frantically like touching rocks and like yeah, fingering these like weird scripture things in the rocks. Yeah, and obviously they this is Copernicus. Yes, I believe. So. And he's been dead for like seven hundred years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he should be bones. Looks like he's freshly dead body. And I don't remember exactly what happens in the scene, but, oh, uh, they're just kind of, like, carrying on a conversation. And Benji says something like, uh, there's a dead body right here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me. <laughs> that would yeah. be me. Everyone's just kind of like, <laughs> They're literally just standing in front of this dead man, and Scarlet is still like, no, we have to go further. We have to find, like, there's another door in here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this is when I made the note that's, like, pretty obvious that Scarlet would be very, like, would be so good at an escape room. Yeah. That it would be so not fun. Yeah. It'd be terrible. But she ends up turning, or she has everyone turn their headlamps off, which reveals some light, but it's coming from underwater, like, beneath a wall and, like, underneath and this is i do not fuck with this kind of shit no she goes underwater no yeah no Mm -hmm. underwater caves for me but Mm -hmm. she does of course scarlet dives underwater and there's uh, of course another hidden room where all the treasure is Mm -hmm. and they Um, found it they found it and the stone is there but they realize too late that the treasure is a trap to distract from and the I was stone. Like, okay, so Scarlet can figure out all these complex riddles and poems and scripture things and decode all these things in seconds. But she doesn't know that the treasure this is, is a, a trap. trap. <laughs> okay, Scarlet, okay. Um, but they they're too late realizing this. So the ceiling caves in on them. Everyone seems okay except Suxi does have a a pretty severe arm injury Mm -hmm. and latope has been seemingly buried under the rubble he's just gone Mm -hmm. um and scarlet is able to magically heal suksi's arm with the stone she like cheese grates some of the stone dust on her and it just heals right and puts her hand um, over it and then it heals and then they just leave latope behind yeah they're like oh well he'll find his way out (laughs) (laughs) he lives here yeah um but as they're kind of moving through, they come across this wall that has a drawing that symbolizes as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of where we, we see that title come in, as above, so below. And Scarlet is explaining that it's kind of the grounding principle of alchemy, that basically as you as you believe the world to be, so it is. And it's similar also to the, the, the saying that's in the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, um, on earth as it is in heaven yeah exactly um 
but there's a door on the ceiling. So they deduce that as above, so below, there must also be a door, door on, on the, the ground, floor. <laughs> which is true. So they're like, great, this is the way out. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they start descending down yet another hole. A butthole. In- <laughs> this one looks like a butthole. Yeah. In which they find another tunnel that has above the doorway kind of written. Abandon all hope ye who enter here. It vaguely reminds me of the immediate reaction I had to this, the abandon all hope ye who enter here, was the thing it says, I don't know the exact words, but when you come into Disneyland where it's like, here you leave behind the dreams. I don't know. This is the sad version of that. Uh, but they say that this is the, like, it's the myth that that's what's written over the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. And they just mosey on through they, that they gate. They go in. So yeah. they are in hell. Um, but in there, everything is turned upside down. So that's yeah. not great. Mm-hmm. They see that as above, so below drawing, it's upside down. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of topsy-turvy. It's Alice in Wonderland. Um, and then the entrance fucking disappears so that's really bad and so things are not looking great Mm -hmm. um that wrap that's on benji's hand is doing absolutely nothing he's put it in water it's basically falling off it's basically like all dirt that there's there's no reason for his hand to be wrapped at this point but they they, go back in the tomb mm -hmm. and the dead body is now all bones yep and latope is waiting for them he's back looks like more demony than ever they egg him on for some reason like he's just sitting there but suksi is walking up to him and she's like hey hey you okay, you okay? well because now they think something's wrong with him before as if nothing was wrong, was with, wrong him. with him before yeah and so she's i mean we're not victim blaming here but she really does kind of egg him on like i feel like mm-hmm. they could have moved past him and mm-hmm. that would because here's the thing this is very clearly not their friend right it's mm-hmm. a it's a demon it's some yeah. kind of demon entity mm-hmm. right this is not their friend so at this point you could just scoot on by him and i think it might be okay you could just Maybe. leave him there but but she has to push him and so he murders her bashes like, her fucking head in and at this point at this point while we were watching would you like to say what you said or shall i say i don't really remember what i said (laughs) taylor said try using your fucking rock thing on that (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, which which scarlet which scarlet does does try um but it doesn't work on the so you find out can't bring back the dead um (laughs) i said i said scarlet tried the stone but it doesn't work because her head is literally cracked imagine she just like woke back up in her head so like all like mashed like no and it's scary um yeah but it's but they, they they have to keep moving they yeah. have to keep going so she's dead and latope is also just missing they don't know where he went right um so they're they keep descending they're descending down more holes they're just going further and further down benji's taking his time and he's, he's the last he's one to go he's freaking out he's freaking out he thinks some he's hearing stuff he thinks yeah. there's someone behind he hears him. the singing the music again this part scared the ever-living shit out of me oh my god i screamed we both screamed i so I, loud i don't think i've ever screamed <laughs> in a horror so i'm not bad. the type of person i'm not like ah, but I, it was a big jump scare i, I think- don't like like i said before i do <laughs> you don't not like jump scares i don't like jump scares but i also don't i think the jump scares where it's like the like in found footage films where it's the sweep one way and then mm-hmm. the sweep the other way and then sweep yeah. back and yeah. then sweep back and then there's something and there. then there's something there 
because you see he has the camera facing like down the hole pretty much while he's getting ready. He takes the camera and it turns onto his face and he's like trying to pump himself up and you see this creepy woman behind just him. behind him and just walks past him in the doorway and it's like that swift like basically like floating type of walk and he kind of hears something behind him i don't know if there's actually a noise or whatever he kind of turns around he's like is someone there he starts to kind of freak out a little bit he does more of the like sweep away sweep back sweep away and he sweeps back and then there's a lady the lady's back jump. charging at him yeah. and we both screamed yeah i scream i surprised you scrumped myself. you <laughs> the scream you scrumped i surprised myself i think it was a combination of i got startled i was i knew something was gonna jump out but i didn't yeah. know it was gonna be that scary mm-hmm. i got startled and then you jumped and screamed so i think the combination of that plus yeah. we were watching it in the dark at night so i just yeah. and i screamed and i surprised myself by screaming but i was very pleased with that jump scare because i don't normally get that physically scared no i don't i usually with a jump scare i get like a huh you know mm-hmm. like that jolt yeah <laughs> but that was bad um so benji benji falls he basically he she pushes mm-hmm. him yeah and he falls so rest in peace benji and now um, all of a sudden scarlet cares yeah Scarlet starts finally crying, crying. yeah she's didn't crying. care when suxi died yeah suxi literally got her ha- head bashed in yeah and she witnessed that and didn't really bat an eye well, this is this is more this is just more character not development. Undevelopment. What's the word? <laughs> yeah, undevelopment. Where we just see that Scarlet really doesn't give a shit unless she yeah. feels guilty about it. Um but yeah, rest in peace, Benji. Zed takes the camera now, which is fine because up to this point I barely even noticed he was there anyway, to be honest. Yeah. Um but I, and in this scene, so they're they're crawling through, they're crawling over a pile of bones. Um, and this scene is giving me very much it vibes. Um, George sees his brother, he sees a vision of his brother drowning underneath mm-hmm. the pile of bol- uh, bones that they're crawling on. And he's asking him to help him. Yeah. He's like, please help me. Mm-hmm. And George is freaking out. Scarlet is a little bit more useful. Is able to talk him down and mm-hmm. make him realize that it's not real. And so they're able to keep going. And I think it's becoming clear now that they're all seeing and imagining their their fears and their traumas. I think, um, I mean, this kind of relates to my, like, Dante's Inferno type deal, mm-hmm. but it's sins that they've committed. Right, right, exactly. And, like, which are, like, fears, traumas, things mm-hmm. like that, but it, it's a sin that they've committed and they've kind of are not acknowledging it. right and then there's like a roaring fire so this okay so this scene confused me and i googled it Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna tell you what i learned and i was stunned because i don't know how the hell we're supposed to know this um so there's this there's a burning car it's a Mm -hmm. roaring fire and papillon gets sucked in well there's a guy sitting in the car Mm -hmm. the car's on fire papillon's the one who has the most like like emotional response to it and there's a guy sitting in there burning alive turns to look at papillon and then all of a sudden he gets sucked up so did you understand i assumed that that correlated to the burn on his hand right and that he was responsible in some way shape or form either he was driving the car and his friend died or something like that so i googled because i had no idea what the hell was going Mm -hmm. on the man in the burning car was an apparition of his brother Mm. and was also the same mysterious stranger 
who told them to go into the into the catacombs oh to see papillon i don't know how the hell we were supposed to know that i must have really missed something yeah i don't know how we were supposed to know that because that's actually a really nice detail the uh-huh. fact that it was his brother and then it was also i don't know to stranger. i don't know if it's supposed to be something that we realize maybe it's or not. if it's just kind of like Ooh, maybe Easter it's egg, not yeah deal. which is which is cool either mm-hmm. way but i just wasn't i just yeah i thought maybe i was just um i missed something but, but yeah he's saying that he keeps like saying uh it's not my fault that's not my fault mm-hmm. it wasn't my fault and he gets sucked in and buried, and his feet are sticking up from the calves. Which just sucks. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> um, and they're, I mean, at this point, they're just d- desperately trying to figure trying out. Trying to the find way their out. way out. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's this really concerning-looking character in a large black cloak. The Grim fucking Reaper. Is it the Grim Reaper? Is that who it's supposed to be? I think it's supposed to be Satan. Okay, that makes sense. Has too. a weird, melty baby doll face. Yeah, he's weird um and these stone people come alive and attack them because they're trying to get through Mm -hmm. and then these like weird stone people from the walls come up and attack them and bite the fuck out of george's neck yep it like a huge slash and scarlet tries to use the stone on him but it's not working i'm not clear why it's not working on george when it did work on suksie but i think from what i understood because what um happened with suksi is she did the rock dust and then she put her hand on her mm-hmm. and her arm and i think the philosopher stone is her it's like in her okay okay yeah so, that does make sense but okay. when it happened with george she did she not touch him hands okay i think zed sense. was the one who was putting his hands so that's why it didn't work for him that makes but sense. but that's when she realizes that she doesn't have the real one Mm -hmm. she has to kind of like repent for her sins or something like that and like um she has to she needs to rectify and bring the stone back so she speed runs through basically everything she's literally like a linebacker like (laughs) arm barring all these stone people knocking them down running through it skipping over dead bodies and stones Mm and passes by fucking papillon's feet sticking up in the air and goes to um return the yeah she returns the yeah she returns the stone she's covered in blood yeah she gets oh it's it's flooded with blood now the where it was water it's now flooded with Mm -hmm. blood um but she realizes that she has the power she says as i believe the world to be so it is Mm -hmm. so she's like this is great i don't need a stone and she starts running back well she also has to uh pay penance for her sins Mm -hmm. and we find out that her penance is with her dad mm -hmm. who was hanging there so the hanging man was her her dad Mm -hmm. and that he called her the night Mm -hmm. that he uh committed suicide and she didn't pick up the phone Mm -hmm. and so she kind of gives him a hug while he's hanging there and whispers to him that she is sorry that she didn't pick up the phone and that she just didn't that she didn't know Mm -hmm. how badly he was hurting and so her sin rectified she has paid penance to her sin mm-hmm. and she goes back and i wrote this note the stone was in her all along it was the friends we made along the way <laughs> such a stupid like corny little like hmm. the stone was me all along I, I know. um <laughs> so she goes back and she's kind of cracked this code she goes back and tells zed and george we need to rectify we well, first, all need first to rectify. though she heals george with a oh, magical kiss <laughs> yeah uh but she tells them that they mm-hmm. all need to rectify their sins <laughs> and 
Yeah, it's just she's like, but she's like, we need to. They they come there. There's this like last kind of big hole, um, big tunnel going down, descending more. And she's like, we need to confess all our sins and then jump into and make the, a leap of faith. Yeah, hole. And they're like, yes, Scarlett, you're right because I mean, might as well because have been right so yeah. Far. Um, so George admits that he he didn't get his drowning brother help when mm-hmm. he said he would. Um, Zed confesses that he has a child that he knows is his, but, but he, he chooses to ignore it. Doesn't see, and for some reason, Scarlet doesn't have to confess anything. I mean, well, I know she already she, did her. I know, penance. but don't you like she has to say it? Too. Yeah, <laughs> she has to um, share with the group. <laughs> share with the. They're class. all like, "What about you, Scarlet?" She's like, "I already did it I back there." I already did it back there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, um, and they jump, they jump into the hole. It seems like they land pretty hard, but they do survive. They do. So yay uh they're trying to find their way out too because there's like they're basically in another hole um and then they find out that there's like a basically a manhole cover Mm -hmm. but instead of pulling it open they have to push it and they push it out of the way and they realize that the gravity is all topsy-turvy so they are going down through the manhole but they're coming up Mm -hmm. right hard to explain and then they're back in the city streets of Paris. Yeah, they share a group hug in the middle of the street. And this is when I realized that Scarlett lost her shoes. Oh, did she? I didn't even She was barefoot. That. I didn't know. When did that. she lose her shoes? Probably when she was swimming through blood, if I had to guess. I guess. Um, Zed just starts to walk away. <laughs> Zed's like, I'm out of here. Good fucking bye. Um, which, good for him. Mm-hmm. I would do the same. And then I think that's it, right? Yeah. You get like it. one and more bit of... Yeah, you get one more bit of Scarlet footage at the very end. Um, of her talking to the camera about nonsense. Where she's talking to the, <laughs> um, she's talking to the camera. Um, and I think she says that she she doesn't, it was never about the, like, the money or the treasure. She just wanted the truth. It was the, the story. <laughs> it was the friends, it was the journey. Were, yeah. Not the destination. It's the climb. <laughs> okay, so... Now I want to talk about my Dante's Inferno. Okay. So this, um, it's the Catacomb of Paris. A lot of this is inspired by Dante's Inferno. So there are the nine circles of hell. First is Limbo, which is, you know, the long tunnels with all the poetry. um, And it also has the directionless soul of Latope. That's where we find Latope in Limbo. He's dead. Not really. He's still alive, but he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's in Limbo. Number two is Lust. It is the colorless tunnels, and that's when we get the loud vortex of the souls, which is that weird sound thing mm-hmm. that was happening. Circle three is Gluttony. That's the widened third floor that has the growl sound that I don't really remember hearing. Um, four is Greed. Um, this is the trap treasure, the false philosopher's stone for the single use. So I guess that actually it's a single use stone. Oh, okay. This is what this thing says. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's greed, where the treasure is and everything. Number five is wrath. It's the reverse enclosure of greed. Um, it's completely empty. Uh, six is hearsay. Uh, this has more scriptures and stuff. And seven is violence. And this is where it gets really good. Um, this is where Suxi is killed by Latope, the violence against neighbors. 
Um, the second is the violence against self, which is the hallucination of Scarlet's father. And then the occultist markings over the sandy tunnels. Number eight is fraud. The, which is where Benji dies between the floors of nine or eight and nine or whatever. Um, he falls from fraud to nine, which is treachery, which is where, uh, the water tunnels with Danny um george's brother it also brings in papillon and he's kill which is which kills him the manifestation of the man he left for dead in the uh, vehicle fire and the devil himself appears along with robed demons which are believed to be judas antonor and ptolemy um Cain appears and that happens I guess that's the rumored to be who bites George and the final area is hell um the bottomless pit and to get out is penance and the reverse leap of faith hmm. so yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting that is cool yeah, a lot I of mean, uh, symbolism with Dante's Inferno I mean the takeaway is that you better behave because hell is not a fun place satan's always watching you um okay scale of one to ten how scary scary uh i would say a solid eight especially maybe eight and a half because of how fucking loud i screamed (laughs) at that thing what about you yeah i mean it i screamed so it's gonna have to be probably a nine yeah, it doesn't I, get much scarier. Than no, that. I think a solid ten is if it keeps me up at night, which it didn't. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it a nine. Um, how about just generally scale of one to ten? Generally, scale of one to ten, I would probably say like a seven and a half. Yeah, it was scary. <clears throat> they were in legitimate catacombs for the whole movie. Um, the characters were pretty good. I think that. I don't think there's supposed to be a perfect protagonist in it. I think Scarlet is annoying, but I like George. Yeah, I would give it, I don't know, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, including the symbolism and, um, yeah, I mean, the, the set. And I Yeah, I would give it... Uh, I I would probably give it like an eight or an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. The only I think honestly it would be pretty close to a perfect ten for me if it weren't for the fact that I had to Google to find out. So like to mm-hmm. me, what are some pretty important plot details? Like mm-hmm. I think, and again, this is um this is Wikipedia, so grain of salt. But I think the fact that the man in the burning vehicle was his was papillon's brother is yeah. a big deal i wish if they had enough more i if they had enough time to or in some way organically share other mm-hmm. people's sins that would have been great but i don't think i think the reason why they didn't is because there was really no way for them to organically just kind of start talking about their trauma like trauma dump you know right. when they don't really know each other i mean if i were in this group i would yeah you'd I be would... like hi my name's kayla um <laughs> my mom's dead <laughs> um I want to share some of my favorite, like, funny letterboxed reviews. Okay. So this one comes all the way from Lydia. She gave it two stars. and she, God, But Lydia. liked the movie. And said, thank God I'm fat. <laughs> Thanks, Lydia. <laughs> this one came from Abby. Uh, three and a half stars and liked the movie. 
before we go into hell, who's going to admit they got a crush on me? <laughs> uh, this one... <laughs> This one is literally what I had said. I just saw this. Is by Ben. Two stars. Did not like the movie. Turns out the real philosopher's stone was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) And then the last one is from Megan. Three stars. Didn't really like the movies. Said, screaming the entire movie hoping the cute clock boy doesn't die. (laughs) So, um, yeah. this I think this is a really good movie. I don't, there's very few movies, like you said, that I've ever watched and been like, that was a terrible fucking movie. But you know which one? I hate this movie. Is it Zombie Tidal Wave? No, I love Zombie Tidal Wave. You've never seen Zombie Tidal Wave? This is, it's not a horror movie. It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And everyone loves it. Have I seen it? it? I don't know, probably. Everyone loves it. And especially lately, it's a little older. I mean, it's not like old, old, but I think it came out when I was maybe middle school um and it's it's a Mm. rom-com but it's sort of like it has i don't know i guess it kind of has indie vibes but i i see all these people on tiktok now being like if you haven't seen 500 days of summer fuck 500 days of summer i hate that movie is it yes i hate it it's the only movie i've ever watched (laughs) that i literally hated no that movie sucks everyone loved it but that is the only it's because none of the characters are enjoyable (laughs) the story is just sucks until until further notice that is the only movie you will ever hear me shitting on other than that i'm pretty easily entertained i can be pretty easily entertained by by almost any any other movie i liked zombie tidal wave so i i have pretty low expectations yeah i mean the one movie that this is more of like a film bro movie that i really (laughs) hate but i had to watch it for a film class that i took Mm -hmm. and it was the worst movie ever i've is the worst movie i have ever seen and that's citizen kane and i am willing if i ever meet someone who says citizen kane is my favorite movie i think i'll just slit their throat right on the spot (laughs) is citizen kane the one with a with the rosebud Rosebud. yeah and it's a sled spoiler alert yeah rosebud is a sled which is a like a with a is an image of his childhood or some shit so the thing is there are certain movies and there are certain older movies that are really great that i i think are fantastic like i you hear me talk all the time about to kill a mockingbird because i love that movie and i know i mean it was a book first but Mm -hmm. i mean it's not specifically that older movies are all bad but for me when i've watched like a lot of older movies i feel like people are so like they love it so much mm-hmm. like like there'll be like cult following for citizen kane or whatever and i always like there's certain movies that i always say and this is not this does not make me a lot of friends when i say this but if you say you like citizen kane or whatever the movie is you're faking it for attention there's no way you like that movie. It's boring. Yeah. But I did. I took a film class in college, and this is just a sort of anecdote that has nothing Who to do with. Who didn't take a with, film class in yeah, college? Yeah, we all did. But it was a big. It was like an auditorium film class. Uh-huh. So we would we would go. We would have lecture. It was four hours long on like a Tuesday Holy night. Shit. Yeah, it was once once a week. Um. So we would go. We would have lecture for an hour and a half, and then we'd have a thirty minute dinner break because uh, it was evening uh-huh. and then we'd come back we'd watch a movie and then at the end of the movie we would have to write i think we had a facebook group and we would have to write a review like quote review uh-huh. like a reflection of the movie yeah and then that was that would be how we he, we would get credit for attendance mm. was because because he he wasn't it was like a hundred yeah so why would you do attendance, attendance. Then? 
this one time I love this guy his name I wish I could remember his name so I could shout him out but um he had us all go for our dinner break and then we Uh came back we watched the movie and at this point there were a lot of people who were just skipping the movie yeah because they would go they would just go home save the two Uh hours they would look at watch the movie review yeah yeah and then just write the review or just watch the movie at home right get credit for attending Mm. but this guy he our professor he um he had us all go to our dinner break and then we came back we watched the movie and then he he was like he had us all kind of hang back for a couple minutes he was like wait for one second when the movie finished and he was like you guys are not going to have to write a review a reflection post today but he was like we're not going to announce that to anyone it's just going to be between us like those of us who are here so oh then, so then all so the then people who didn't these, go people, wrote a post and out of themselves they didn't know wow. so everyone who was cheating and not doing their attendance correctly was outed and it was a lot of people i mean it was a big class it was like a hundred plus people but it was probably a solid 20 people who who did it and what he probably did that like middle end of semester well and then yeah it was like the middle of semester and then he started commenting on all of their (gasps) posts and it was so funny because one of the posts i don't remember what the movie was but one of it was like so and so character wasn't honest in the in the movie and like blah blah blah. and then my man craig i don't remember his last name but i know his first name was craig he was replying to the post like yeah it's really unfortunate when people are dishonest (laughs) damn petty that would be me as a professor oh it was beautiful i love it if i were yeah if i were a professor 100 percent. that is some shit it was such a beautiful way to call out cheaters i love that's why i never i i have like a great fear of missing class because yeah. I always fear that a professor is going to do that. And then well, I just I, get, like, fucked. And I know that some people condone cheating. And it's not that – I just really think you're only cheating yourself. I don't think cheating is cool. Yeah. So I, I love it when cheaters get called out like mm-hmm. that. I think I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that was a tangent. That was not yeah. necessary. So um, I'm hungry. So can we be done now? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Um, we have an Instagram that you can follow us on at Speak of the Devil Pod. We also have a Twitter uh, at Speak Devil Pod. We post new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Even though we both screamed as loud as we possibly could while we watched this movie, uh, we are not scared. Are you?